What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the first official podcast on Ball to Ball podcast, streaming only on Anchor and Spotify and eventually Apple Podcast. <laughs> All right, so let's get into the first topic of the day. If you have not seen, if somehow by any chance you have not heard, yes, in fact, James Harden of the Brooklyn Nets has been traded to the Philadelphia 76ers. I called it. I just want to get that out the way. I called it. I knew it would happen. That's all I want to say about that. (laughs) He's traded for Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, Andre Drummond, and two first-round picks. But we'll get get more in-depth in in that later on in, in, in the show. Now, before we get into the obvious topic of, you know, the trade deadline for today, let's go over some small, I wouldn't say small, but let's go over some trades that kind of got overlooked today. First, we'll start with the Mavs. They finally, and I say finally because it should have happened last season, <laughs> they finally traded Chris Porzingis to Washington in exchange for Spencer Dinwiddie. Now, I'm, it, it's tough. I'm not as high on Spencer Dinwiddie as other people are. Don't get me wrong. He's really good. An all-star, some might say. But I'm, I'm just not that high on Spencer. But... Don't get me wrong. He is still a huge upgrade from Kristaps Porzingis, who has done close to nothing since leaving New York. <laughs> I mean, close to nothing. Spencer didn't really, he, he had a decent time in uh, in Washington, him and Bill. You know, they, they, they've done some, some things, right? Some things. <laughs> but nonetheless, I feel like a good trade for both sides. I feel like Porzingis didn't want to be in Dallas anyway because he didn't want to be second fiddle, quote-unquote, to Luka. I don't blame him, but if we're, if we're talking about the, the Chris Stapps from New York, I can see that. But when you get the Chris Stapps from Dallas, they're like, uh, well, I don't think you deserve to be, you know, the first option either. So pick your choice, big guy. But as for Spencer, I, I feel like Spencer was fine in Washington. I don't really see a reasoning behind them trading him. I feel like him and Beal were a decent, good backcourt. So I, I don't, I don't know. But I do feel like Chris Stapps is is an upgrade to the front court that Washington has had. Plus they get rid of Berton, so I guess a replacement there, if you want to call it that. Uh, another trade. Speaking of Washington, <laughs> they traded Montrez Harrell. Who has been good for them? They trade him to Charlotte, to the Hornets. That that kind of surprised me. I didn't know why they traded him, but the fact that the Hornets got Montrezl Harrell, that could be a huge factor. I feel like it's a really good pickup for Charlotte with Lamelo, Miles Bridges, and what they're doing right now during the season. They're hovering like they're hovering around that fourth, fifth, third, sometimes sixth spot. But overall, the season, they're, they're doing good. LaMelo Ball's obviously an all-star this year. So, I feel like it's a good pickup for them. Now, what I really want to get into, Bradley Bill stays in Washington. What does he do now? Does he stay? Does he ask for a buyout? We don't know. All we know is right now, he's out for the season. Had some surgery on his wrist. I say they should have traded him. 
What's the point of keeping Bradley Bill in Washington? You just traded away his second his 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 teammate that was basically producing for him the most other than Kuzma every four or five nights or so. John Wall's gone. Washington's pretty much been a let's just call it what it is. They've been a bad team since John Wall's left, right? What are you keeping what are you keeping Bill there for? Let him go. Just let him go. You could have traded him for some picks, some assets. Hell, you probably could have even trade him for another all-star. Who knows? Dame Lillard. I feel so bad for Dame. Dame does not deserve to be in Portland. He deserves to be gone. He deserves to be on a championship-winning team. They traded away his best friend. <laughs> they traded away the only other player on the team averaging 19-plus points. Yes, Dame and C.J. McCollum were the only two players on that team average at 19 plus points I really would I really would hope and this kind of ties into the next segment I really I really wished that the Lakers would have stepped up and offered THT Taylor Horton Tucker a couple first round picks hell maybe you even throw in somebody you never used throw in Dwight Howard why not and then Russell Westbrook, trade him to Portland, and in return you get Dane. I would not be mad at that at all. If you're giving up Dwight Howard, Russell Westbrook, Taylor Horton Tucker, and a first round pick, or even two first round picks for Dane, I feel like that'd be a good trade. But unfortunately, Dane, for some odd reason, doesn't want to leave Portland. Who knows why? We get it. He's a superstar. He wants to do it the old-fashioned way. He wants to get a championship in Portland because that's who drafted him. That's who he's loyal to. At the end of the day, you just can't do it. You're in the Western Conference with teams like Memphis coming up. You got the Phoenix Suns who are still young with Chris Paul at an MVP caliber level. The Lakers are a (laughs) non-factor. Let's just call it what it is. You got teams like the Nuggets, the Jazz, the Mavericks. So, the best thing for Dame to do is, is to get out of Portland and do it as quick as possible. But, who knows. would really love to see him in L.A., though. L.A. and Philly are my top spots I wanted to see Dame in. I feel like him and Embiid would have been really great together. You know, they're kind of like that dynamic duo, you know, small or guard, big man kind of duo. But, I get it. He wants to stay in Portland. He wants to do it the old-fashioned way. doesn't want to get on any super teams or link up with any other all-stars to get it done so i mean i get it now, even though today was you know the trade deadline so teams are making last minute trades last second trades almost this is going to be a short podcast just just going over you know the basics of the trades today but let's get into the losers and the winners of today's trade deadline why not right so for my winners I feel like there are two winners here. I got the Nets and the 76ers. I know, I know. Obvious, right? Obvious. (laughs) But when you get James Harden paired with Joel Embiid, two MVP caliber players on a team that's second in the East and that's contending for a championship right now, you kind of made a big move today. Now, the Nets, 
same reason as the 76ers. You pair Ben Simmons, who's, let's just base this off regular season. We ain't taking more playoffs. Let's leave the playoffs out of this for right now. <laughs> but regular season, he's an MVP caliber player. He's always top five defensively. He's always top five in assists. And I feel like he paired great with KD. The only thing I'm interested to see, how does he pair it with Kyrie Irving? If they can coexist, I'm pretty sure Ben Simmons and KD can play along just fine. I'm pretty sure it'd be no turmoil, no arguments, no no bad blood between the two. I feel like they get along just fine. But who won the trade between that? That's the hard part. Personally, I'd have to go with Brooklyn. I'd have to go with Brooklyn. Only reason I go with Brooklyn is not just because of the fact that they got Ben Simmons, but it's the fact of what they got with Ben Simmons. They didn't just get Ben. They got Seth Curry, a player who averages 18 points per game, shooting at least 38% from three, which is what they need because... Who the heck knows when Joe Harris is coming back? Probably never. That's what it looks like. <laughs> so you got a player that can shoot. He averages good points. Hell, if you want to keep him up or have him come off the bench, you got Patty Mills and Seth Curry coming off the bench. That's not bad. Then they also got Andre Drummond. What have the Nets been lacking for the last two years? A talented big body who can protect the rim and score offensively. And they got that. Then on top of that, they got two first-round picks for 2022 and 2027. Now, with the picks, that's kind of interesting. I'm I'm very interested to see what teams do with these first-round picks since it's come out that LeBron will most likely leave L.A. if Bronny comes into the league and doesn't go to the Lakers. So, I feel like it's kind of, if you get Bronny, you're getting LeBron. So I feel like most people are trying to lobby their first-round picks right now for when Bronny comes out of college. Now, I got one loser from the trade deadline, and that is the Los Angeles Lakers. I told somebody this today. The Lakers had nothing to do with free agency. And somebody asked them, well, if they had nothing to do with free agency, how are they losing? Or trade deadline, sorry. I've been thinking about free agency a lot. There are a lot of freedoms coming up. Someone's like, how did they lose the trade deadline if they weren't involved in it? And I was like, exactly what you just said. <laughs> it's the fact that they didn't trade Westbrook. It's the fact that they didn't make a move for another player. It's the fact that they're keeping the same exact 15-man roster that's gotten them to this point where they're 24 and 37 or 24 and 30, right? 24 and 30. There are absolutely no hopes in sight whatsoever for them to make the playoffs. If they make the playoffs, it'll be a miracle. And it'll be because LeBron James cannot stand being home April through June. That is the only reason I see them making the playoffs. Other than that, don't see it happening. But Russell Westbrook should have been gone. Which brings up to what I said last segment. You get somebody like a Dame who might have troubles in Portland. You get somebody like a James Harden who wanted out of Brooklyn, who would probably love to live in Los Angeles. Who wouldn't? It's California. Come on. But the fact that you make no moves at all 
to help your roster that is struggling very, very much is very bad. And that brings me to the second loser. I know I said there was one loser, but there's a second one. And it's Damian Lillard. I know it's not a team, but Damian Lillard is a loser of the trade deadline. I'll tell you why. At the beginning of the season, what did Damian Lillard say? He said, yeah, I want to stay in Portland. I want to do it the right way. I don't want to, I don't want to go to any super teams. He said, this coaching staff will help me develop and help the team play good. I'll do my best. And what did they do? Well, for starters, they hired Chauncey Billups, which is a great move. Great way to keep Damian Portland, right? But it's what they did after that. They traded C.J. McCollum, Norman Powell, Larry Nance Jr., and Robert Covington. They traded off they traded all those players in the wingspan of two days. Two days. You've basically traded away any help he's had in the last two days. And you expect him to stay in Portland. Why would you do that? Dame is how can I put Dame is the only player I know that would be willing to stick with the team he is with through whatever. And he's done that for the last decade. Why would you take away chances that he has, not even to win a championship, chances to make the playoffs? Dame has made the playoffs with this roster, with CJ, Covington, Powell. Why would you take these players away from him? Then, instead of trading to get players back, you're trading his help away for picks. That 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 doesn't make it. Does that make sense? That doesn't make any sense to me, at all. I just hope Dane is happy. I hope at the end of the day, he's happy where he's at. I know he loves playing basketball. You can tell when he plays. But I feel like Dame and the Lakers, I feel like the Lakers should have did something today. But the roster, as currently constructed, will go absolutely nowhere. At all. I did say this would be a short podcast, short and sweet. Just recapping the day of trades. That's it. That's all for today. You know, nothing too much, nothing too little. But I am coming back Saturday. Right here on Anchor and Spotify. Super Bowl predictions. Yes, Super Bowl is this Sunday, 6.30 p.m. I will be back with Super Bowl predictions. And a little bit of a recap on the postseason, if you will. But other than that, appreciate you for tuning in to Ball to Ball Podcast. And until Saturday, until next time, peace.